Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge world views that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations, yeah. Welcome to the modern reformation, yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's Floyd Wayne, the building right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, where you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show off the same way every week. That is thanking the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the bar, tuning into the bar, sharing the bar, man. We've been going along about six years and we're just super excited. Anytime anybody listens to this podcast. So I want to thank you. And like I do every week, I bring you an awesome guest. This awesome guest is a repeat offender. He's been on here before. Uh, and recently in the last couple of months, uh, we, we've grown really close because of some other endeavors that we may talk about or get into. Uh, but I have on none other than my brother, Jerome, man. How you doing? I'm good, Dwayne. Thank you for having me on the Bar Podcast, man. Glad to be here. Awesome, man. Awesome. I don't know if I had a choice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Me, me and Jerome, uh, like I said, we, we, we've we grown closer over the years, man. And, uh, and you recently... Uh, had a project uh, come out that we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, man, I want to uh, get, for those that may not know who you are or may miss you the first time you were on, it's been been quite a few years now that I think about it. Uh, just introduce yeah. yourself to my folks and uh, and we'll jump into it. Absolutely, man. Uh, Jerome Gay, originally from Washington, D.C., uh, but I am also, I get to serve as a pastor, but I guess the most four, four most important things, first and foremost, I am a son of Yeshua. That is a title I did not earn to be saved by grace and through faith as the Lord has, uh, the Lord uh, called me to himself. I am a husband. That's the second title of my wife, Crystal, for over 20 years. I am a father of two beautiful children, uh, my daughter, Jamari Gay, my namesake, Jerome Jordan Gay III, and I am the pastor of Vision Church. And so uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell, man, son, husband, father, pastor, in that order. Uh, but the most important is the uh, son of Yeshua. Uh, and I'm, I'm grateful uh, for what he's done in my life. Yes, sir. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, the the I think when we first talked, man, I was in South Carolina. You was in RDU. Uh, and I've since yeah. relocated to uh, North Carolina. And you remind me uh, how I was supposed to relocate to the, the route <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of that quite often man so i, I just had to throw yes, that sir. out there uh uh for sure uh it was on the, it was on our list man you know the, them houses just a little bit a little bit high in that area <laughs> hey man yes, it hasn't gotten better so yeah <laughs> good stuff brother well listen you have a book out uh yes, interesting sir. title uh, and, and I, always, I joke with you about the title because, you know, and, and we, we're going to get into it, man. But tell the folks about your book. Uh, to the faithful bar listeners, don't be alarmed. You know, this is my brother. So don't let the title scare you away. But we just go <laughs> we go jump right in, man. Just uh, Hey, man, talk, they, talk they, they, they got the, they, they ready. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. Uh, yeah, so the book is called The Whitewashing of Christianity. And uh, as you said, I, I knew based on just the current climate and sadly, man, a lot of assumptions from mm-hmm. yep. from from people who who claim to be Christ followers. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's The Whitewashing Christi- Christianity. But I decided to put a subtitle, and I really believe the Holy Spirit did that. And so it's a hidden past, a hurtful present, and a hopeful future. And so this hidden past it's just really the contributions of Africa uh, to the Christian faith, to mm-hmm. to doctrine, philosophy, and academia. A hurtful present, uh, which is those African contributions are ignored or whitewashed, which I'm sure we'll define in a second. But then there's this hopeful future. And so the hopeful future is not just diversity in and of itself, because we can have diversity without unity. But the mm-hmm. hopeful future is is Maranatha, the Lord coming back and us being in his presence. And so I wanna unpack just the ugliness of this because this has evangelistic effects. There are those that we are called to reach who see the Christian faith as a, in a monolithic way, because if we're honest, it's been presented that way. Right. And so I wanted to write something that's going to validate their concerns of non-believers but disagree with their conclusions because they've come to the conclusion to reject Christ um, as a result of whitewashing. And so this is really an evangelistic work, but also an equipping work for the body of Christ. For sure. For sure. And so, uh, you know, the, the thing that, that I always uh, admire and, and a lot of times get overlooked uh, from, from people that are, you know, addressing this issue is the the urban apologetic side of the game uh and that is a world that a lot of people aren't aware of i mean just to be honest um because of their 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 uh i guess surrounding or community and i and i know this book really speaks to that um and so let's start about let's let's throw back to the kind of the genesis man like the inspiration um, cause I, I'll be honest, I saw this book coming, uh, <laughs> just to be real, just by following you and following your interaction and, and, and interaction with, uh, the, the, the quote unquote, uh, woke folks that are claiming Christianity is the, the white man religion and all of that. I saw the book coming. So kind of go back to the genesis of that. And then, uh, we'll, we'll kind of walk through it a little bit. Yeah, man. So you mentioned that. And so I think we, we need to categorize. And so, um, we we have to restore nuance. So uh, like you mentioned, you know, woke folk, right? And so woke is a term that's been thrown out a lot and sadly kind of misplaced. And so I, I want to categorize it as unredeemed wokeness. And so mm-hmm. unredeemed, unredeemed wokeness looks at Christianity as a white man's religion, looks at it as a as the arm of white supremacy. Um, and so what I wanted to do is engage them, uh, but not just them, because I think even those that were claimed to be orthodox, uh, they, they, they are sometimes intentionally or unintentionally guilty of whitewashing. But in terms of unredeemed wokeness, I, want to, I wanted to engage them and say, uh, for the Christian, the most important form of wokeness is being awakened to your sin and need for a savior. Right. And so uh, in order to so so that's true wokeness, right, <laughs> is being awakened to your sin and need for salvation. That's Ephesians. Right. We mm-hmm. talk about awakening no sleeper. And it's actually the context there is addressing sin and uh, what we would call soteriology. Right. So that's the most important form of wokeness if we're going to use and co-opt that term. And it's OK to co-opt terms because Paul co-opts an entire phrase in Acts 17, 28 
when he says this in, it's in him we live and move and have our being then he says as some of your poets have said and so he takes a word or actually a phrase that was not intended for christ and he says no this is who this actually applies to and so i think it's important um, to engage and so what what i see man is people making an eternal decision based on misinformation that has been presented as fact mm -hmm. and so what does that mean and so whitewash christianity uh, the definition I put in the book refers to the affinity of historic white Christian scholars to dominate the Bible, Christian art, literature, history, with white people at the expense of authentic ethnicity through scholarship in order to resonate more deeply with white audiences, primarily based on their experiences, presuppositions, and worldviews. And so when we begin to study this historically, we tend to start church history at Wittenberg with the Protestant Reformation, um, but church history doesn't start there. When we, when we talk about the reformation of the council of Nicaea, in a sense, and an African man by the name of Athanasius being one of the leading voices of orthodoxy, an African man by the name of Tertullian giving us the concept of the Trinity, an African man by the name of Shenouda of Atreus giving us idea of meditative worship and reflection of Christ, African men like Cyprian, African female martyrs like Perpetual Felicity. And the reality though, Dwayne, man, is that these African martyrs have literally all of them have been presented as white people. Mm. And so when you do that, and, and, I, and I can even in, in my seminary, and I talk to other seminaries, all of them are presented as, as white people. And this, this presents historic Christianity in a monolithic way. And it also presents uh, the false narrative as if th there were no Christians in Africa, like we only found Christ through colonization and slavery. And so when this misinformation is purported and supported by evangelicalism, those many people on the outside are looking at the Christian faith as a monolithic faith or a white man's religion. Now, again, we know that that is untrue, but we have the mission of being salt and light. We have the mission of uh, giving a reason for the hope that lies within us for those who are seeing that and choosing to reject Christ because we're only highlighting one aspect of Christian history at the expense of others. And it is a unnecessary barrier to the gospel that saves. And so when I say it's an evangelistic work, man, I mean that. Now, again, my book ain't saving nobody, it's the gospel. But my book wants to remove some of those barriers that is eclipsing the gospel in the minds, the eyes, the hearts and ears of those who see Christianity as a white man's religion. Love it. Love it, bro. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, I, I saw it coming. Uh, definitely love the, the, the aspect of it. Um, and, and it's, it's a, it's a conversation that I guess, you know, need to be had, um, it, you know, it, and what, what I know uh, just on a personal note, as far as, you know, uh, con my connection with you, is I know your pastoral heart, you know? Uh, and so, like you said, a lot of people kind of look at it, make an assumption, you know, turn up the nose or whatever, uh, just mm -hmm. based off of the, the culture and, and things that are going on. Um, and so that's why, you know, when, when we, when we conversated about it, I was like, let's do it, you know? Cause I, 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 I know, I know the man, I know the man, behind the title you know which i you know like i told you we could blame the publisher for that for for letting that slide but <laughs> <laughs> nah man 
I, I, nah, I'm just gonna man. say, man. But nah, I as, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as far as uh just the 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 response or the interaction or the exchange, how has that been uh when it when it comes to to the book? No, so so far it's been you know. Now we'll see what happens after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> but so right. far, uh, the majority has been supportive because if you, because again, like if you make assumptions, there are going to be some theological landmines that 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 people mess themselves up if they if they're quick to throw out the CRT label without reading it, right? And so if 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 so the response has been great. In fact, I've had, I've literally had, you know, I had a dude, I, I bought, I gave one to a guy who is into African spirituality, who, who said, you know, when we met, he was like, man, white Jesus ain't coming to save us. And, you know, this, this was the introduction. And I said, look, man, um, you know, I wanted to, I, I would love to talk about faith and say, hey, man, let me just give you this book. And so I gave it to him, but he went back and bought the audio version, the audible version, and he listened mm-hmm. to the entire book. And he said, man, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this about mm-hmm. Christ. And he and I are walking together and I'm sharing my faith. Again, it's the gospel that saves. Let me make yep. that clear. I am not putting my book on par with scripture, but right. I'm saying I address the book, addressed his concern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the book addressed, yeah, it addressed those deeds that are evil, right? So that I, I can now share the gospel, the saving faith of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. oftentimes when you address racism, people are like, well, it's not a skin issue, it's a sin issue. I'm like, I agree. Mm-hmm. But we got Ten Commandments that name specific sins. Mm-hmm. So phrases like that are are kind of dismissive. And it's like, hold on, we, we name specific sins. So let's, let's name whitewashing. Let's name racism, which is the sin of partiality. James right. chapter 2, verse 9, rooted in hatred of humanity, 1 John 4, 20. So let's have a scriptural basis for it. But, but also recognize that we have a biblical basis, and I would say a mandate to address this, not that we say, but we are called to reach lost people. And so the same way many people are deconstructing, and, and that's, how we, that's why we have apologetics and we study philosophy, is to engage uh, these things going on. So you have these black religious identity cults and white religious identity cults and Christian nationalism, where we got to engage and present the gospel. And so I wanted to write a book that wasn't just Christianese, although there's a lot of theological terms. I have my scripture and my sources there to engage them, man. And so, so far the response has been, the majority of it has been supportive. Even some people say, hey, man, I, I, I thought it was going to be this, but when I read it, mm-hmm. I, saw your, I saw your heart for the gospel and for unity. And I realized that you had kind of two target audiences that I was going after, which is why the title is what it is. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. for non-believers. But then that subtitle was like, hey, if you're a believer, hey, don't prejudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> look, no, look, legit. Look at, look, 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 look at hopeful future. Mm-hmm. And so, so there's still hope, even in the midst of this racial and social unrest. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's good, man. That's good to hear, um, you know. One of, uh, I guess, one of my, uh, uh, I guess, interactions recently with my family is uh, the whole Hebrew Israelite movement. Um, uh-huh. And, and you know, I know you, you've dealt with that uh, a mm-hmm. few times, even watched some videos uh, engaging that. It does, yep. does anything in the book kind of speak from that, 
you know, I, I mean, I because you know, with those guys, man, it's it's so it's so hard to nail anything down. Does anything speak in that direction or anything that can be applied that's in the book? Yeah. So what what a part of the book I go I have what's called responses to whitewashing, and so mm-hmm. it's three separate chapters. So one is liberation. So I break down liberation theology, James Cone, but even those that preceded him and give an explanation of it. Then there's self-hatred. I talk about how some black and brown people internalize whitewashing and try to seek the acceptance of culture as opposed to finding the identity in Christ. But then the, the third response to whitewashing is urban apologetics. And so when I talk about urban apologetics, I go into um, a lot of their eisegesis is rooted in trauma and uh, their issues with so, some of it is historically accurate, but their response contradicts the Bible they say they want to live by. So, for mm. instance, during the 1800s, so 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 when they and, and again I'm talking about the Hebrew Israelites. So many yes. and now and they're different camps too. But so yep. when yep. they come so hard at you know white Jesus and they got pictures and they're stepping on them and and they got a white Jesus with horns and all of that. Um, the, the, there, there is some validity to, during the 1800s, the American Bible Tract Society, the American Sunday School Union, and the American Tract Society all used the printing press to flood the nation with Jesus-centered uh, uh, national identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the American Tract Society, they, 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 they had to use a white Jesus, and they, and they said they wanted to connect Jesus to whiteness and white identity. And I have my footnote mm-hmm. there for those that, you know what I'm saying? So. So there is some truth to to using white Jesus, weaponizing, making a a brown skinned Middle Eastern man white mm-hmm. uh, in order to to and so that's where a lot of their issues come from. So I want to say, hey, you're right on the history of that, mm-hmm. but to come to the conclusion that salvation is only for black and brown people totally contradicts the Bible. Right. Um, in fact, based on Acts 17, 26 to 28, we all have one common ancestry. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to Ephesians 2, those dividing walls have been torn down and you're building those walls back up. And mm-hmm. so what I want to say is, yeah, the, the Bible does free us to approach this, but it's always from a position of restoration. And right. so the reality is this, and this is what I tell them and this is what I tell anybody else. Um, God is a God of the oppressed, but he does extend grace to the oppressor. That's what, that's the issue Jonah had. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? mm-hmm, Jonah's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you, you, you gonna save them? Right, right. right. Uh, but, but the, but the oppressor needs to repent. Yep. Right. The, the oppressor needs to, you, because, right, we can't even say without acknowledging the wrongdoing. So reconciliation is impossible without confrontation. And mm-hmm. so I want to let people know, like, hey man, so me confronting whitewashing is not divisive in any way right. because I'm saying this is a barrier to the gospel and that the answer is the gospel. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. we want to, we want to remove things that get in the way. And so that's, that's usually my, my engagement is, Hey man, yeah, I understand your issue with white Jesus. And I understand the, the historical abuse and how he was weaponized. But again, the answer isn't blackwashing. The right. answer to whitewashing isn't to blackwash the Bible either. The right. reality is God has used the mosaic of people. And what we need to do is stop only presenting the white people he's used and, and begin to present that he's everyone. Uh, the playing field is level at the foot of the cross. 
And so mm-hmm. let's get back to that reality and let's promote promote that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff. So before we go to the commercial break, uh, if you're anything like me, you always got your phone in your hand. And uh, if you start your day with your phone, my suggestion, instead of immediately jump on the social media and strolling, I say open the Abide app and actually start your day in the peace of Christ. If you can't fall asleep and you find yourself in the bed uh, strolling through your phone instead, open the Abide app and doze off peacefully to uh, biblical stories. Do you deal with stress and anxiety on your job? Do you find yourself uh, using your phone to just get through uh, a tough day? Stop checking social media and pop open the Abide app to ease your mind. The Abide app is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress and lower levels of anxiety. You start your day with the Abide daily meditation based on biblical scriptures. These audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. Abide meditation starts at two minutes long. They are easy to fit into your schedule and feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, uh, addictions, recovery, finding forgiveness and more. And at the end of the day, find deep rest with the Abide bedtime story based on the Bible. They're great for kids and adults alike. Join the millions of people using the Abide app, including Grammy Award winning singers, church leaders and Christians just like you. Get started now with 25 percent off the premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash Dwayne. You'll get additional stories and meditation, premium music, soothing sound and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash Dwayne. That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash Dwayne to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Now to the commercial break and we'll be right back. Do you deal with stress and anxiety throughout your day? Do you find yourself on your phone constantly? Stop checking social media and pop open the Abide app to ease your mind. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and better sleep. Start your day with Abide Daily Meditation. Based on biblical scripture, these audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co slash Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash to download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, we're back in here with my brother, Pastor Jerome Gay. I call him Bishop sometimes, but uh, <laughs> stop it, stop it. Oh man, so so Jerome, man, this is the side of the episode, man, where we do the bar signature questions. Um, these are the questions I ask all of my guests before we slide out of here. Uh, and so the first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Man, worship, Christian rap, um, R&B, 90s hip hop. Uh, I'm not the new stuff, man. I, I just can't get it. Man. So, so I can't get with mumble rap, man. I, no, I can't do it, man. It's not I allowed. Can't it, man. You can't even say I that on here. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't do it, man. I feel you. All right. The next signature bar question is: What book or books are you currently reading? Yeah, so I'm reading "Lead" by Paul Tripp, uh, "Leadership Anxiety" by Steve Cuss. I'm doing elder training, so we're going back to systematic theology. Um, I'm reading Kingdom Man by Tony Evans, uh, One That's Embraced by Tony Evans, and Gospel Hamanot by Dr. Vince Bantu. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. And the last thing is your bar, um, bar podcast question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Man, so I, yeah, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Crawford LeWitt. Uh, I listen to Jude 3 Project, my sister, uh, Lisa Field. Um, I, I'm listening to Blake Wilson. I listen to Dr. Eric Mason. I'm listening to uh, Dr. Vince Bantu, his, his lessons. Um, yeah, man. So so, so those, those are some of the, I think, the main people um, I listen to. But I, I, I have an eclectic sermon uh, base of whom I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just I, I I see strength in different styles and different points and areas of emphasis. Right. Um, but you know, I'm just looking for good exegesis and gospel centeredness. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, listen, bro. First, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, me, uh, I always kind of leave uh, leave a little space for you to you know tell people where to find you, where to find the book. We have a book link in the show notes. Also, shout out uh, your lovely wife's apparel. Let them know where to find that as well. Um, and then uh, any words of encouragement, and then we'll slide out of here. Cool, cool. So, yeah, um, find me uh, at JeromeGayJr.com. Uh, there you can get signed copies of the book. This is actually my second book. My first book was Renewal, Grace and Redemption and the Story of Ruth. So it's a commentary on the book of Ruth. You can get signed copies there, or you can find a book wherever books are sold online, uh, on Amazon, and that sort of thing. Uh, you mentioned my wife's apparel, so I am apparel.net. We got the African church fathers and mothers represented on apparel to celebrate uh, church history, and 10% of all of the proceeds go to missionaries that we have in Navarongo, Ghana. And so, uh, so that's, that's something that you can do there. I'm at Jerome Gay on Twitter and Instagram and Pastor Jerome Gay Jr. on Facebook. If you can, you can find um, just posts and content there. Uh, I would say this, man, I, I want to leave with this. I kind of end the book this way, but um, so, so slaves um, had written the House of Representatives in Connecticut and Massachusetts. And when, when they wrote them, uh, they, they were Christians, and they, and they, they had asked them some questions. Um, they had asked, you know, how can you have a war for equality when you enslave black people? Second question they asked was, Scripture says children ought to submit to their parents. 
how can they commit to their parents if you sell their parents? Third question is, is wives and husbands are supposed to be faithful to each other. How, how can they fulfill that if you break up their family? Then the fourth question was this. They said, Paul says, bear one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. How can that do that when you force me to? My point is, um, the word of God was so powerful, right? They didn't appeal to just prohibitions. They appealed to the whole of scripture because they, when they, they found the Imago Dei. Now, they wouldn't have used that term, but they found the image of God in all people, and they knew that these things were wrong. I want to just remind people to keep coming back to that. And all these talks and the, you know, race, and, and, and I'm sure some people may disagree with some of the things I've said. I pray that we can come back to remembering whose image we were created in and that we exist to glorify him. And so let that be what leads our dialogue about this. Even when we disagree, we can disagree without being disrespectful. Let God's glory tame our tongue and watch how we engage and, and love each other because there is a world that is watching. And I wrote this book because the world is watching. And I want them to know that we do care and we're praying that they can come by grace and through faith into our family. So that's my hope, man. Awesome, bro. Awesome. Yeah. And that that's that actually outlines our relationship uh, because we often stand on opposite sides of the fence, man. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it is yeah. to the glory of God. And uh, we, we both love yeah. Christ and we both love his people. And, uh, and I'm grateful for you, bro. Thank you again for coming on yeah, the show. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. And to the bar listeners, thank you guys for listening to the bar podcast. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday, your favorite podcast. Go to the barpodcast.com. Also, go to the bargear.com. Pick up some bar gear. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are.